What's going on, everybody? Hey. <laughs> so we got Jamie here today, and we have David as our guest today. And uh, we're going to jump right in today, and Dave's going to introduce himself a little bit and tell us, like, you know, where he's from, a little background, and uh, kind of where he's headed to. Sure. So uh, I'm David Brodsky, and uh, I have the pleasure of being Phil's business partner and uh, <laughs> best friends and... Uh, you know, among amongst other things, uh, so where do I start? Right, like I'll start at the beginning. Where, where are you from? Yeah, I'm gonna start at the beginning. There you go. <laughs> nice what hospital so, were you born yeah, at, bro? <laughs> I was born on a, uh, on a Tuesday at twelve o'clock, and uh, now, nah. so I was born in Belleville, New Jersey, um, and you know, like grew up running around. Uh, you know middle class right pretty normal childhood like i think uh actually had a pretty good childhood you know played sports did all those things i was considered a good kid uh basically kept to myself had a lot of friends with a lot of different groups and um you know i was really good at baseball i winded up going to uh seton hall prep to play baseball and i went from being probably one of the best players in in my town to probably one of the worst, like just making the team. And uh, at that time I started to like, you know, started to run wild and that's when things started to change probably around like 13, 14, you know, that that's when I, I remember it best. Like uh, I started to get into drugs and I started to get into, uh, you know, like light, just smoking weed and stuff. And uh, it was a party. And then, um, you know, like, I, as I got a little bit older, I progressed. I winded up stopped playing baseball, like barely finished college. Um, I mean, barely finished high school. And I basically went to college in Jersey City just to say that I was doing something. And I think I lasted there about three weeks. Um, and in that three weeks, I probably never showed up once. So <laughs> registration. <laughs> registration, right? So you got to get your books, though. You know, that that problem we could say winded up being probably the best opportunity in my life and i at that point you know i grew up in the hair industry so like my mom worked in hair salons my whole life my grandmother also um and uh so i was kind of really in that kind of world and my mom suggests like why don't you go to school to be a hairstylist and i was like cool i'll check it out and i went to um you know capri and 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 did like an orientation and i was like well i could probably waste some time doing this because i'm surrounded by women probably doesn't <laughs> look that hard i'm not digging ditches right and uh and that was like kind of the beginning of my uh hair career yeah. which then leads on to a whole bunch of other stories but i don't know if you want to jump in now or you want cool. to keep going no listen it, it's cool so like what year did you graduate hair school Oof. I'm not good with the years, but I graduated high school in 97, and I probably graduated hair school in 98. Oh, so you're, like, at the end of the 90s. At the end of the 90s. Cool. Yep. And so, like, are you living, you're living in Belleville at the time? Living in Belleville, and then probably by, like, the year 2000, because of, like, my ripping and running, yeah. um, you know, I basically had to go and, like either couch surf or, or get my own place i'm that shocked point. that we never ran into each other in the late 90s i graduated nutley in 98 so like yeah i'm 96 we had to I'm get our sure we had to get our drugs from the same guy I mean. somewhere in some club or yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what it was though i worked i actually moved to boston in 98 so that's probably why yeah. 
probably why that happened. I had no clue what. And I, I feel to like because I went to Seton Hall, like That's I got true. detached from like the whole Belleville scene. Like I had my core group of friends. You don't that... seem like a Belleville kid. Yeah, like you I... know, Nutley Belleville has yeah. this thing they always have, right? Yeah. When Belleville kids make it, they move to Nutley. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's what we said. And when Nutley kids make it, they move to Fairfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so in that era, right? So you're like in the '90s. Are you working? Are you? at a salon you know what i mean like what's yeah. your living situation you touched on it a little bit yeah so uh i i had an apartment in wayne at the time and i was working um at a salon over in west caldwell uh you know like the first two years or the first year and a half i was basically like assisting and you know like like i, I kind of got into like the drug scene a little bit but um at that point i was still like a, a weekend warrior right like i was going to like the tunnel on the weekend like i would all week my i used to equate like my paychecks and my tips to like how long and how much drugs i can get <laughs> how long i could go on a run yeah, before mad. i had to go back to work it's an equation you know what i mean Absolutely. like that was the equation it wasn't like oh i made a thousand bucks it was like yeah i got about three days here like that's three days <laughs> you <gotta> re -up. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and like my re-up was always like i gotta go back and cut hair yeah. like so that was it and like cutting hair you know like was in between that, I did a little pizza delivery, which is a little like cutting hair in the sense, and I'll tell you why. But like cutting hair was like, yeah, I got a paycheck at the end of the week, but every day, like I was walking home with 200 bucks. And it was like, I can get high for the night, like I could do my thing, you know? And that's like, before that, I did pizza delivery and it was the same kind of thing. It's so funny, the restaurant business is almost the same way, because when I came up, I was a, a busboy, then a food runner, then a bar back, and you always had cash in your pocket. I refer to salon businesses like cooks with scissors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's always drama. There's girls. You guys party together. Yeah. You know, it's it's very similar. Our it's industry. industry. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very, like, cash tipped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you go out lot, and party at the end of the night. In terms of, like, talking to different people, you start working it. You have two things people want. You have food and you have hair do you know what i mean <laughs> they're vital in they're our vital. industry over here so. everybody does it it's if it's yeah. not every day it's every week every just you know, to add in day. not my first job my second job was as a pizza lady. my first job was working at uh mandy's women's uh I love selling shoes <laughs> Which one? like I'll, I'll, at cardi oh okay and i used to give all the girls shit for free if i liked I was, them <laughs> and i sold drugs out there too i was gonna say i don't know if you were either the best salesman or yeah. the worst no the worst i didn't sell anything yeah, like nothing got rang up i got a paycheck and it was yeah. charity but, but i remember the pizza thing was like i got cash every yeah. day you know what i mean I my buddy go, danny mascheski used to deliver pizza for rockies his uncle yeah. owned it mm -hmm. and i would ride with him on friday night yeah, we would get two three forties drive around with the cooler in the yeah. back like who we were i'd roll blunts in the front seat and we'd fucking deliver pizza dude it was it was when great it was fun <laughs> i thought it was fun it was fun before it went dark yeah it was fun my when problem was, was that kid, it was fun because we were belleville size to deliver for joey's pizza it's no longer there but like bro I joey's used, i used the fries on the sub yeah man oh, i love so good. joey's cheesesteaks joey's was the bang. spot did you meet mike carino there I feel yeah like you worked there yeah. forever bro yeah, yeah. So like, uh, but I would take a delivery to like Grafton Ave, and I'd disappear for a few hours. You know, like... <laughs> eating pizza with the guy. Like, I got this one. I'll take this one. Nobody wants it. I got it. Yeah. No problem.
So it seems like it, a similar story for all of us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? New York City was uh, the backdrop to our lives, too. You know what I mean? I know you were in Boston for a little bit, but uh, the clubs, the scene, everything, and, and the drugs, and the women, and it seemed like we all started off in this just wanted to have fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And our careers, our, our jobs, they might not have been passions at the time. They were more like, this is what pays for it, right? But I think at, at some point... Um, it became our passion you know what i mean or we kind of or what was your you know yeah like i think i i, I agree with that like i think like the, the the part of it where like i just wanted to have fun was like the surface level right and then like of course i didn't learn a lot of this until retrospect right like years later but like there was always something different about me like and like, I had ideas of grandeur my whole life, right? Like, I'm going to be a fucking king, right? Like, I'm <laughs> I'm meant to be rich. Like, I used to, like, as a little I kid, I used to think I'm going to be right? in a castle. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just always thought, man, I always thought I was different or I always thought I was special. If I always thought I was something not like everyone else, right? And, like, that manifested its way of, like, I never felt a part of. Right. Even though I was the popular kid, even though I was like the baseball player, like there was a barrier between me and most people. And I learned like when I started taking drugs, no matter what form they were or when I started to fill the void in any way, because I could still do it today. Right. Like I could still do it today being clean. Like I learned like I just that feeling allows me or it tricks me into thinking like no i'm i'm a part of it like i'm i'm at one with the people and like or whatever kind of lie i tell myself that like now i'm okay right <laughs> so like the question becomes is like why am i not okay just being okay right and that's like the lifelong question that's the right forever question. That's, that's the, the forever, forever question. question we said the same thing last week like First time when you first get clean, you first get sober, you can't sit still for 20 fucking seconds. It's impossible. Mm. It's because you can't sit with yourself yeah. with a single thought. Mm. Who am I? What am I meant to do? And why am I here? But I always had the same exact feeling from being a kid. I'm meant to do great things. I'm going to be a king. I'm going to be a champion. Like always. I don't know why. I had that same burning desire in my stomach. Yeah. And, you know, I said this, I'll say it again. We just learned how to turn it and point it in a positive direction. And today it's a gift. You know, forever it was, why me? Really? Mm -hmm. Why well, can't I have a fucking drink at a, at a wedding? I can't have a drink at a funeral? I can't celebrate life and death? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, man? I can't smoke a joint at a, at a game or something? You know what I'm saying? Well, or when, it's taken, when we think it's taken away from us, you know what I mean? Like, you can't do drugs. You can't do this. Even as a kid, like, I can't do... I can't go outside. I can't skate. I can't... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you start thinking people are taking away shit from you you know what i mean and exactly when you get clean a lot of my stuff was just like cool i can't at my wedding i can't drink you know what i mean you're telling me on the weekends when i work hard all week i can't fucking celebrate <laughs> champagne weed wasn't my problem or alcohol you know what i mean i'll tell myself but it's it's the same thing with like dave what you were saying in terms of like why can't i be okay with being okay like you'll I believe you like you never find that answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> what is okay? But it's the search. That's the problem. It's the journey. It's the journey that you got to be okay with yes. more than anything. You know what I mean? Because if you think like, cool, I'm here. There's only fucking one way to go after that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But if you're constantly like reaching out and searching it, it becomes and you have some acceptance. I think it becomes uh it becomes easier. All right, so cool. So mm -hmm. now 
you're you're this is in the early 2000s right you're working in west caldwell mm -hmm. right what salon you want to no yeah i was at a uh, panico i started my yeah. career there i did a few different uh that's a big name in, cost, in our area costume you know? changes yeah we talked about it like we talked a little bit about it and uh you know we, we were saying like you could there, there's only like from the 90s and the early 2000s yeah. there's only a handful of salons that like every salon today at some based off of. is based off someone worked there yeah. you assisted there right yeah you, you ran through it once like whatever it was you know like and, and there's a few of them that that turned out to be like mine and uh i had a bunch of different chapters in that story uh leaving coming back um and like i worked uh i worked at a i i really only worked at full disclosure i really only worked at like really two salons before like, like, i opened my when you say work like show up show up work. that's what i mean like, how many so... times did you did you leave panico before you went on to a new place really just twice so I, I worked there in west caldwell i worked there for about seven eight years was it on your terms or on my on terms, terms. So, okay uh, another salon in the area uh shag and little falls like i went there the only i know that one too up. yep and, and i went there we were uh close friends at the time you know i still consider him a friend uh even though we don't really talk um shag 86 shag 86 yeah. and uh worked there for about five years and then i started to do like my rehab stints at that point like that was like college after, yeah yeah so i started to get like the higher learning right yeah and the drugs got worse right and, and at that time when i went to my first rehab right i went to my first rehab i had a pill problem right and just like i kind of talked about before like i was never okay like even in that setting of a rehab right like uh, rehabs and meetings are the only place you could feel less than for not being the worst yep <laughs> it's one of the only places i've ever met and like listen that you says, explain that so right. well man jail is the other one yeah I've, ne I've never been to jail so <laughs> the shitter you are the higher, higher yeah. the biggest piece of shit wins yeah. in jail right yeah. and that says more about me than it yeah. does about the meetings <laughs> you no know? but you're 100 percent right because when somebody's telling your story you're thinking i was way fucking worse than this guy or, or i was or way not. better than this fucking guy well, i don't belong here and what's better those. being worse or being better you know what i'm saying yeah. what's the scale here that's how fucked up we are so i remember going to rehab having a pill problem and it was like on like like i was losing i had a condo at the time uh losing the condo like the letters were piling up under the door i wouldn't leave the, the house for days at a time i used to i had like everything was about the show right like so i had like a convertible bmw beautiful brand new Got like it. at the time i was flexing hard you know and uh <laughs> I used to park it in a different parking lot every night because the repo man was coming. Holy Same thing, shit. I had a Ducati. Ducati would like be pulled into the apartment, like hot, hidden under <laughs> the stairs. Like, you know, it was like so unmanageable, right? But then I get to rehab and I'm like, nah, I just got a pill problem. I'm not that bad, you know? And uh, I, I went in with a pill problem, came out with a dope habit. And, uh, and like i remember like i went to rehab and like i ran away from all my problems like i stayed down in florida and i was just running like not even using drugs like just running away from all my problems back home right and uh you know not doing the things that they told me to do go to meetings get connected new right. new people in my life 
and uh use the phone yeah use the phone all those like great things yeah. right pay phone back then yeah way. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like so i ran into someone and he was like yeah i met my old connect you know and he threw like he threw like his works and his uh you know bag on the table and everything and 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 he's like you told me you know you used to shoot dope right and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. you know even though i never did right and like when he left, I like Googled how to like how to wow. how to like shoot, and like, that too. was the first time I ever shot dope. Right? That's crazy, you know. Like, hope I'm not too graphic for your, uh, <laughs> for your podcast. But oh, like, each week it's gonna get more graphic. I guess we're gonna have to up the ante next week. Stay tuned for next week. Yeah, and then um, Ultimate Warrior is gonna be on next week. <laughs> you know, like I was working in this salon in Boca Raton, and. Uh, and a beautiful salon, man. They used to have like a limo pick you up and wow. had a full bar. They used to have DJs there. It was like dope, right? That's sick. And uh yeah, I left my career there. Like it was like three months. It felt like I worked there for 10 years, right? I was like living out of the back of my car. I had a I bought a car from auction. It was an old cop car. And I used to like <laughs> get ready. Like I'd be stopping at people's houses, taking showers, like then going and meeting like the other half right? Like the 1% that were coming in from like the resort and these people that live in Boca Raton. And it was like, you know, living like the lie, the mask, you know, like the, like everything's okay in the, in the summer, like wearing long, long sleeves and like <laughs> and sweatshirts and shit, you know, like, and, and, and I would have to say like, that was probably the beginning of the end, right? Like where I started to really know, cause that, for a long time I was in denial even with rehab, even with that, like I knew I used drugs different than everyone else. But like at that time I started to get like, yo, I'm fucked up. Like I'm this isn't gonna end well. Like I'm gonna end up dying or I'm gonna end right. up going to jail right. like for a long time, you know, like and, and and that's when like that seed started to get planted. Like, Did it ever affect your work though? Like were you do you guys work autonomously at a salon where if you're good at what you do, they kind of leave you alone? Cause in a similar line, like that's what cooking is. If yeah, you're a talented well, cook, I got away with murder forever and ever and ever. Late every day, banged every waitress. <laughs> God, we got to fucking edit this. But like, <laughs> yo, I thought it was part of my salary. I'm not even kidding. When yeah. I was a sous chef, like you run your way through it. I, I think you know, it's like, one of those things. Uh, I'm not answering for a day, but my experience. So like, as long as you kind of like produce and you don't make fucking waves in any job, it's like. Cause I was, I, I did a lot of stuff too. I drove a truck, a, a truck, you know what I mean? Uh, a, dump, <laughs> a dump truck, 80,000 pounds loaded. And I was loaded every fucking day. Yeah. I would bring it to the fucking projects loaded. You know what I mean? And they're like, as long as I show up to dump this shit, you know, mm -hmm. like it, 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 if you're good at what you do, they leave you alone. Is that the moral of the story? That's, it's kind of, that's the problem too. It's kind of crazy, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I think to say that, like, I think we all have a certain type of our personality is like pr we're all pretty likable mm. and everyone watching this probably just threw up in the garbage can. <laughs> so like, but like, I, I know how to like move around right. where like, you know, you're a charming I'm not, dude. I'm not going to like ruffle feathers. Yeah. You, know you make I mean? it happen. And when I do, I know how to like, right. well, you know, bird to ruffle. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll speed it up a little so we don't get caught up too much on that. But like the, um, the rehab started to come quicker and quicker and like the geographical changes i came back to jersey living on mom's couch for the first time in i don't know 10 a decade you know wow. and like and at that time like i was running around newark and i was just like trying to make ends meet 
picking up jobs here and there. I almost like couldn't even get back to a salon. Like it was like, it got that bad. Um, and then, uh, and then like, I, then I was like, I want to get clean. I got clean on a couch, like kicking, you know? And, um, and I started working back at Panico and like, that's where I, like I, I went back there and, um, it's an important part of my story because like, it's where I met my wife and, uh, she is, she was a big part of me getting clean. Like, you know, like I was getting like 90 days clean, six months clean. And then I would go back out. Give a shout out to Nikki. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. That's, right. <laughs> That's my muse, man. She's like, man. It's amazing, bro. Die, I know? think we all have some amazing women in our lives. And, you know, God blessed us with that part for sure. Yeah, so I got a funny story, right? So I'm working in Panico, right? And like, yo, she used to swear I was cheating on her, right? She was like, you know, we were just starting a date, you know? And she's like, she, you know, her spidey senses went up, you know? <laughs> so she's like, you know, it wasn't like take the phone back. We had the Blackberries back then, but like, <laughs> totally it, it, it was like, she's like following me around a little bit. So like one day I hang up my coat, right? And in the, in the closet and she's like, I'm gonna go through his coat, right? Oh, and, she, and she's like, she ran my pockets, right? And she thinks she's gonna find like a girl's number. She found like my set, my works. And she was like, like, she was like, I wish I found there was a girl. Like, right. that's the worst fucking scenario ever. And that was like, you know, and, and I don't know if there's a topic or anything, but like, listen, some of the greatest, some of the biggest problems turned out to be the biggest gifts in my life, man. So like, that was like the conversation I had with her. And she was like, listen, you know, whatever you do, I support you. But like, I can't support that, you know, like, and, and, you know, I wish you the best, but like, I can't let my life go into that insanity. You know what I mean? But I'll be here for you if you at least try. Right. And, uh, and at that point was where like, you know, I went and I committed to going to meetings. Right. And that's when Phil and I met and, uh, he came in like a couple months after me and, and this guy came in, man, he had fucking hair down to his ass no. braided up like yo wow. he, he was he was tatted up when like Holy nobody shit. was tatted up like that like and i remember i saw him i was like yo this guy he, he's got a vibe right yeah and i'm like then i would go talk to him and i'm like yo he's cool but like i gotta keep my distance right at that time like you know phil was very different than he is today right like he he was uh he was, I don't know that version he, of film. He was just right? getting clean, right? And and he clean. was like, you know, like we all were. We were a little angry, a little disruptive, like scared, fuck yeah, scared, you know, a and, lot of fear involved. But you don't know that till you take a step out yeah. and look back at yourself, you know. And I, I had my guard up, man. You had your guard up, yeah, and, bro. You're fearful of everything because we only knew one way to get over shit. And and, and I'll say this, right? Like as as much as like he was that guy, right? He was never that guy to me. He was never like talked out of the side of his neck. He never came at me like that. There was never like, you know, like, what are you looking at? Like, right. I, he was always kind. He was always like, we always had a connection there. And even though like it didn't, our relationship like went on hold for a couple of years because we were just doing our own thing. And he, he opened his own salon, I opened mine. And then years later, like a friend of, a friend of ours passed away, Brian, uh, Darlene's oh, cousin, cool. right? um and we ran into Not each other kid? yeah yeah stambo yeah, stambo and uh we ran into each other at the funeral and we were like yo let's let's get lunch let's just you know talk let's right. catch up let's see what right. we're doing 
and and that started like the beginning of this like beautiful relationship you know that's amazing yeah. man long so, hair phil so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta rock a wig now on the next podcast brother we gotta see some of this no i'm just like chiming in in the sense of like you you think you know yourself especially when you get clean and we mentioned we talked about this last week where it's like cool you get clean and you're like my problems are all fucking over mm. and then a few months later you're like yo when does it stop my you problems are just you're fucking like, starting like, yeah because you just think the the compulsive drugs money job and once you get all those you still have to figure out who you are and uh you know in whatever aspect i think it's all the same for everybody where you're just kind of like that's the like when are you okay with being okay you don't even know that you're not okay yet you just think you got a drug problem <laughs> you know what i mean because <laughs> automatically when you stop the drug problem you're like shit's better probably got a fucking hot ass girl i got a car <laughs> cops don't chase her pull me over you know what i mean got no warrants I'm, no bail nothing <laughs> like i'm fucking you're like this is the dream i've always wanted <laughs> and then you get into the real you know what i mean the nuts and not balls. heavy stuff but just like like life, what most people I think struggle with on a day to day is like how to get through that day, how to categorize your problems from luxury problems to like, mm. you know, end of the fucking world, like everything's around me collapsing. It's also right? the way we speak to ourselves, Correct. right? And how we feel about ourselves and set our minds every morning. When I wake up now, I pray. I mean, mm. I just, even it's just my version and the way I talk to myself and the way I look at myself in the mirror and the way I feel about my actions, you know, I'm just grateful and blessed. And today's problems are just a challenge that I haven't figured out yet. It's not a real fucking problem. It doesn't, it doesn't feel the same way. I don't run, I don't run from it. I, do I run it. into it. Yeah. So I think you know? like also like what just popped in my head too is like, you don't know you have a self-esteem problem until you have a self-esteem problem. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't think anybody, like people I know, I speak about, I, I know Dave really well too, and, and and you like, I don't think nobody got clean and it was like, self-esteem is here now. <laughs> like, we're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it was like really trying to like figure that out. And then there's there's different tiers where it's like, you For think sure. you have it and you're full of shit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And you're selling an image and you're this, and it's always like changing. You Bro, know what I, I mean? still but, like, deal with that every day. Like. like we, I was at a charity event yesterday, and I was front and center in front of the speaker with the fucking spotlight on me, and I still don't think I'm comfortable with that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> like turning to like, the left, turning to the there, right, me there, hands man. in my pocket. You turn know what I mean? Out, like, yeah. I'm still just trying to figure out who the fuck I am. I'm 42 years old, mm -hmm. and I'm just getting comfortable being inside my own skin, and it takes years of practice for somebody like me, you know? And I shared this with you last time. I'm sitting here... 28 days sober you yeah, know congrats, bro. i fell off the, i fell off the boat bro i you know i really did and that was my journey and i'm okay with that truly yeah. in fact i think it's better this way because i'm taking it much more seriously this time because i lied to myself for the last two years bro and i got lost and i went to a dark fucking place and i needed to go to that dark place because that's the way i'm built then I appreciate the light a lot more, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and I'm back. I got the chills now and a fucking Good tear man. in my eye, yeah. but I, but I didn't have to lose everything this time, bro. My wife's there. My kids are there. My restaurants are there. My fucking friends and family yeah. are standing by me, you know, and I don't have to make excuses. I can hit this bitch head on. Yeah, and I know that I need to be honest with myself and everybody around me, bro. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really what, what it's about, you yeah. know, and that self-esteem thing is it's big for me, man. Yeah. Cause I fill it with the worst shit possible, we all do. you know, like 
what could I have the most of yeah. all day, of every day? Look at me. Even on the sneak tip, like, yeah. what could I do? Some ratchet shit that's going to make me feel better about <laughs> who the fuck yeah. I am. Like, the boy, right? Yo, it's so... <laughs> I'm online looking for gold teeth. Like, <laughs> that shit is insidious, dude. Like, yeah. it just fucking creeps in your fucking, in your system. I don't yeah. know how or why, but it does. And I'll tell you what, I... Dude, I stayed away from meetings for years and years and years. In the beginning, it's because I was busy. Yeah. But they say, bro, all that shit goes away. You, mm -hmm. Anything you put in front of it's just going to fucking disappear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a problem with that. I truly did. I was like, you know, I'm not like anybody in this fucking room. I'm not sitting here with a bunch of 74-year-old guys feeling sorry for themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but it's that's not what it is. It's the message. Yeah. It's the message, bro. It's the camaraderie. It's the understanding another person's story and you seeing yourselves in them and your growth and your spirituality and your ability to change and and face face the fucked up parts of yourself you know so mm -hmm. the, and, and the fellowship and listen that's awesome you said that because like we can hold you accountable now mm -hmm. right without knowing it we have days are important you know what i mean you putting it out there having the the space to say it you know what i mean right it's important like that's why we go to meetings that's why we have a great relationship too like i think just being honest and communicating is that but we're going to transition again, right? It's 2019. Yeah. We, have, we had the meeting of the minds, as you say. You know what I mean? Meeting of the minds and... Uh, right before... Right before the big vid, right? Like, <laughs> we, right before COVID. And um, Phil and I, like, I don't know if it was the first... It felt like it was the first time we met, like, at the end of it. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at a space in Montclair. You want to come check it out? Like a salon? And I was like, yeah, we, we checked it out. And we had, like, by the end of it, I feel like we had a verbal agreement. We're yeah. like, cool, we're going to give it a shot, like, become partners and came up with the name, yeah. like, real real quick. We're like, you're the artists and architects. We're the room. Artist room just works. Easy. Right? Boom. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And it was, all, it was all very easy. And it was a very, like, uh, I'm going to use a word that I'm not sure if it's even the right word, cathartic, <laughs> like, yeah um yeah it was a very like it sounds good though it sounded right right so i'm it pretty sure cathartic. it's close to accurate if it's not if it's not balls <laughs> on it's close bro. it was like we built this business and we were building a friendship even right. closer and like we were building a space and yep. we demoed it ourselves yeah. right never demoed a space and he was showing me how to do mm -hmm. it like i i remember all these things and it was uh it was like we we learned how to dance right like how to how to have a partnership and how to have a friendship and and all those things and then uh COVID happened right we opened obviously and uh COVID happened a few months later and like we were kind of ready like the way not ready like we knew what was going to happen like our mindset was right we were very like solution based like ready to like let's take care of the, our people first yep. and then we'll figure out the game plan and we pivoted a bunch of things uh we we did like teams we were delivering color like we did what we had to do right right and um as soon as we came out of COVID, we like hit it hard and we really like uh, expanded our business and, and grew our businesses. Uh, we we bought a salon, we bought four more and then we bought another one. And uh, <laughs> and, and it basically like brings it back to where, where we're at now, you know? And, uh, and I think like the best part of like the whole thing, right? And it goes back to a bunch of things that you said that I want to like touch on, but like, we're we're never so like we're never so like stuck on our ideas where it's like well we've been doing this it works or it doesn't work but like that's the way we do it like we're always like talking about like cool we did this we switched it maybe we switch it back or maybe we do this whole new thing and like we're constantly like one of our things is like we're never afraid to pivot 
Like we're never afraid to like switch it all up, right? Like, and I think it comes from like where we come from. It's like I fucking like lost it all multiple times. Right. Like, I'm not afraid to lose it again. No. Like you know, like people like us, I feel like our risk tolerance is like so fucking high. It's like (laughs) like someone would have like a fucking heart attack. There's no like we started throwing out shit. People ask me all the time, like, bro, why are you so happy? You have you're you're opening your fifth restaurant. How are you even smiling? Like I can't figure out one. And I'm like. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff that gets me out of bed in the yeah. morning. I can't wait to go look at another yeah. space. You know, I have three people on my phone right now. Like, can you come look at this restaurant? Mm-hmm. Can you come check this out? Can you do this? The answer is always yes, and then figure it out. Mm. That's the exciting yes. part of it. It's not a risk to me. It's no. the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the shit that gets me going. And that's what I think I've always been addicted to is the adrenaline of it. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the chase is where is where I get high at, you the, know, the so risk, the risk gives it value too. You know what I mean? Because again, and we talk about this, like when we have some properties and some other, uh, you know, partnerships together with other stuff. And if, and it's like, it needs to be difficult. It needs to be challenging. We need to have disagreements. Mm-hmm. The money needs to be tight. We need to do all this shit. People need to quit, leave, fuck. Like it needs to be like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be easy and smooth sailing. And I need to have those shit. There's a difference with need and want. Do I want that shit, especially on certain days? <laughs> Fuck no. I want to just chill too sometimes, right? right? But like <clears throat> that curveball makes us creative, makes mm. us figure out, makes our relationship and partnership a lot tighter. Like, you know, the stories they talk about isn't like when shit was easy and everybody did it. It's like when shit hit the fan and like, are you really fucking going to make sure everybody eats all paychecks everything happens you know what i mean are you going to make sure like dave said like you could pivot you could fucking you know you'll you'll drop everything to get to here right it's it's not for everybody i don't want it to be for everybody i don't Hell want no. it to be easy no you know you i mean it to be tier. difficult but i think uh, and and again I'll, I'll bring it back to dave like it's like what makes us us you know what i mean and like that's where we find our self-esteem doing small attainable things where we're like you know you walk away and you're like fuck i did that shit damn that's some shit yeah. and for somebody you last else week i like, gotta learn that from you like yeah. celebrate the celebrate yeah, the wins them, celebrate the wins that's, man. that's really hard for me i don't come from that school of thought i come from you're not shit you're never gonna yeah. be shit mm-hmm. everybody around me always said that and that you know that's been fuel for my fire forever and ever. But at some point, I got to look back and say, all right, you know, good job. Yeah. You give a lot of people work and you support a lot of families based on, on what you do every day. So you said you had a rough week last week, yep. right? But it was a bunch of little small victories. Small wins at and end, at the man. end of the week, you turn around, and you're like, fuck, this week was pretty solid, yeah. bro. We did our fucking thing this week, you know, and you got to feel good about it. That's hard for me, man. That's something I'm really, truly working on. So. I gotta, I gotta hang around a little more. You know what I mean? I have a guy like Phil and I talk like that all the time. Like it's like, what, what are the wins, right? And I, I have a guy that I talk to, like we talk about once a week, right? And like, his first thing every time he says to me, he goes, "Why don't you tell me about the wins you have in your life?" Like that's his first yeah. opener every single time, and it makes you say like, "All right, like maybe they're not a big win, right?" But like, it might be a little win. It's like, yo, I, I got out of bed and I went to the gym every day this week, right? Yeah. In the morning, right? Little little wins, right? Because you stack them. That sounds like and a huge fucking win to a fat bastard. <laughs> See, it like depends me. who it is, it right? Who it is. To me, no like, doubt. To me, I can look over that because I've been so ingrained to do that. But right. I know for someone else, that might be a huge win, right? That's huge. You know, you, you said something before that really, like, it, it really, like, stuck in my head, right? And it was like, um, 
you know, like what we what we think about ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and I'm gonna say nobody, but like, I don't think like if someone thinks like, listen, I got it figured out, I got myself figured out, right? And I don't think anyone in this room thinks that, right? But if I come across someone like that, it's like, yo, man, you might need new people in your life. Correct. Like, because <laughs> like, if you don't have someone in your life that tells you, yo, you're a fucking asshole. You know, because like, and I feel like, yeah. listen, society, whatever you want to call it, right? Like you go on Instagram, you can get your hit of dopamine where it's mm-hmm. like, Yo, I'm grateful. My life is manifestation. <laughs> Get a couple I'm likes. Gonna, I'm gonna be rich, and I'm not gonna do anything for ten it. keywords. Of and I'm just like feelings. the world, right? But it's like, it's like <laughs> we need people in our life to let us know that, like, yo, yo, nobody's got it all figured out, yeah. right? And if you do, and if you do, you should probably stay away from that person. Yes, you know what I mean. No doubt. And like, and like listen to bring like my own personal story to a full because like you shared it too right like i i stayed off of like dope and drinking i didn't have a drink or shoot dope in a couple decades right like a decade and a half maybe or something like that right same i was 11 years but at some point for me it's an important part of my story because i can't forget it right is like at some point and i don't even know when it was right i try to go through the timeline at some point i I again became not okay with me, right? And my solution to that was like, yo, I'm gonna take medication, right? And like, I started taking Suboxone. And like, listen, it could be a gray area for some people. For me, it brought me to the same exact place that I was living out of the back of a car in Boca Raton, fucking washing on people's couches, getting ready for work, right? Because it wasn't about like the details or like, the car I drive, right? The clothes I was wearing, the money I made, it had nothing to do with that because all that shit got better, right? But what happened was like the feelings of where it brought me of like not being able to have a connection with the people I love, right? Not being able to like be honest to my wife, mm-hmm. not being able to just be who like, like to tell people, cause once I was in that, I can never tell someone, yo, I'm struggling because like they might catch on to me. <laughs> so like, I I was like, I put myself into a corner you can never get out of clean, right? And like, that was like the moment. And I remember, man, like I remember having like sitting in the car with Phil, right? And I already made the decision like, yo, this shit's over. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going full clean, right? It was 18 months ago. And like, I I winded up, I I told him and I was so afraid to tell him, right? Like, I was just like, I didn't want to let him down. Like, the illusion, right? Right. Like, and, you know, like, I swore he was going to be like, yo, this shit's over. I'm fucking taking my, like, that's what in my head. Like, that was, yo, like, we're splitting it down the middle. We'll figure it out. Fuck you. Like, you lied to me. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, if he did say it, he probably would have been right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I was, like, prepared for all that. And, like, the conversation was like, yo, I love you, man. What are you going to do about it? It wasn't even like, yo, stop. It was like, yo, I love you. What are you going to do about it? Wasn't even a thing. Do, I got you, right? Wasn't even a thing. And like, and and that was the thing is like, you know, conversations like that are like the things that like, it, it wasn't the little things that we go. It's like those conversations are the thing that build like relationships. It builds like a legacy and what we do. It builds, it builds like a foundation, right? That you could build on because like, those are like those uncomfortable conversations 
that build the foundation of wherever you're going right how high you can make it and make you guys stronger every day what's funny about that i'm sorry yeah, is that i'm gonna say something that's funny yo <laughs> so many conversations that i never had or the shit that kept me out for oh, as long as my life day. man that's my life yo i mean those, i'd rather not know I yo what was like. the, what was the reaction though it's all love homie yeah. i got you no matter what mm -hmm. and that's those are your people the, the funny thing he says though he goes i was afraid i was just gonna let him down yeah. You know what I mean? And we don't focus on us like you're letting yourself down the cell. It's always about outside. You no, know what I mean? Like, it. What does it look like? And not maliciously Crazy. or no and shit, but like in your head. Yeah, yeah, we build this thing. shit in our head. He hit it on the on the on the yeah. nail in the head. He said it was about his feelings, the yeah. way he felt. Yeah. Doesn't matter what he's driving, where he's yeah. living, what's in his pocket, yeah. you know, who's on his arm. None of that yeah. shit matters, bro. It's the feeling of yourself and how important you are to you. Yep. Yeah and everybody around you every day. That's why celebrating those little wins, dude, they're huge, man, and you grow on that and you build on that, you know, and you become who you're meant to be. That's fucking, that's amazing, bro. Thank Look, you. And, and, it, and it's cool to like, you know, where we're at, and this is today in the present, you know what I mean? Like it goes to show people like, yeah, you know, multiple years clean, you know what I mean? And, and like, you still feel, you still have the same feelings, you know what I mean? Like the feelings are, aren't as much you could talk about it like we have tools is the difference yes. right but yes. just having tools isn't enough we talk all the time just reading and fucking knowing everything is fucking really cool to, <laughs> you know dick measure and shit right mm -hmm. but if you're not like and i think we do that for each other where and you two like we hold each other accountable mm -hmm. we push like cool what the fuck are you gonna do about it yeah we sound aggressive yeah, we're pushing because you're the best fucking manipulator I fucking know. So I got to talk to you like that. You know what I mean? And vice versa, right? It's a two-way street. It's like, or he's like, I think you're being a little bit of an asshole. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to look at it, but I got to look at it, right? Right. So like having those tools, utilizing them and being okay with getting some feedback and shit is, uh, you know, it's fucking like we're, we're blessed to have it like that. You know what I mean? Like the circle of friends that we do and the people and something like this where... You know, we could come here and start off shaky with this little podcast, and then by the end of it, you know, we're all fucking grown men, like, teary-eyed and shit. <laughs> so, it's good, man. Cool. All right, so look, we're going to wrap up with that, right? It's our time. Thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jamie, too. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I can't wait for the next one and the next guest. So that's all we got, bro. Thank you, guys. Thank you.